the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. To watch the ongoing media propaganda, it's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. We needed to speak up as a church about some of these issues that we're facing in the nation. Because heterosexuality is God's good intention and design. Parents are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad could it be? It's very bad. It's bigger than most people realize. And it's basically sexualizing children. That's what it is. Because you can't be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles on wnd.com, on barbwire.com, on lifesitenews.com, and elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to order my latest book, which is written especially for teens, and it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality, and you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Good news and, of course, some bad news today, friends. The schemes of the ungodly seemingly never end. But thankfully, God's truth is what really never ends, and that's the ultimate good news. Okay, first, these drag queen story hours where men dressed outrageously as women read pro-homosexual and pro-transgender stories to little children in public libraries if you can believe this, but it's happening. Well, these events are under fire, and it's about time. These events held over the last year all over the country, and quite a few here in Ohio, and now the American Library Association would like to get them into public school libraries, so keep your eye out for that. But the good news is they are being protested by people in a few communities, and we hope in many, many more to come. Recent protests have been held held in Louisiana, in Alabama, in Georgia, in Mississippi, and others, I believe, are being planned as we speak. So if you are inclined to organize such a protest, 
go for it because it needs to be done. These are an outrage. Okay, and another thing that could be protested, um, this is in the bad news category. And there are many different facets of what I'm about to report to you. So listen up. This just gets worse and worse as, as you delve into it. Do you remember all the outcry this summer over a conference called Revoice in St. Louis at a Presbyterian Church of America, which is supposed to be an evangelical church. It's also, Revoice is also the name of a movement now with certain leaders. Well, the short description is that it's a movement to get so-called LGBTQ identities, that is people who say they have these desires, openly recognized in evangelical churches, while the people who cling to this idea of sin, pledge to still believe the Bible about man-woman marriage and so on. And of course, this is a totally unscriptural position about behaviors that are always gravely sinful in the Bible. It's a grand manipulation of the blessing we have of grace. Always remember that. We are being manipulated. No one should publicly identify with sin and expect people to come alongside them and treat them sensitively and treat them as if, oh, you can't help yourself. You can help yourself. The excuses are many, and we need to not let ourselves be conned by this entire movement. And as soon as a person begins to publicly identify and gain sympathy for a sin identity, it's a very quick step from there to begin enacting that sin in one's own life, if they haven't already secretly, no matter what they're telling people publicly. While the leader of the Revoice movement, Nate Collins, as well as some other very questionable people, will be the headliners at a conference to be held October 30th. It is not a Halloween joke. Um, you would think it might be, but no, it's unfortunately this is happening at Cincinnati Crossroads Church, their Oakley location. And that is what I understand it has been an evangelical church. On their website, they still claim to stand for man-woman marriage. This event on October 30th is for youth pastors. But let me read you what their goal is. This is how they introduce this conference. Quote, Saddled with expectation from parents, congregation members, denominations, and the leaders who hired them, youth and young adult pastors face a unique challenge in providing effective pastoral care to their LGBTQ student. Is it possible to maintain a traditional biblical view on sexuality, yet remain devoted to the youth in your care who identify as LGBTQ+, Join us for this one-day seminar that will equip you to take practical steps toward loving the LGBTQ plus students in your community with a new boldness while avoiding common pitfalls that erode relationships, harm your students, and damage those who identify as LGBTQ plus, unquote. And there's a whole lot wrong with this, as you and I both know. They're going to encourage youth pastors to encourage young people to identify with LGBTQ plus identities. This is an evangelical church. The name of this conference, by the way, is Devoted. Devoted. One of the speakers, uh, or one of, they call it conversation partners, I'm not sure what that means, is Alan Chambers. And here's the first line of his bio on the Crossroads page about this conference. Quote, 
Alan Chambers is perhaps best known as the final president of Exodus International, the largest ex-gay ministry in the world, which he closed in 2013 with an apology for the harm he believes conservative Christianity has done to the LGBTQ plus community, unquote. What can we say about this except that he still believes that and, and holds on to an identity, I, I presume, as homosexually attracted, and he believes no one can ever have a different experience than that, despite all the people that he knows are ex-homosexuals. Wow, I, uh, I, feel, I feel for his wife in this situation, how humiliating that is to have a public stance along those lines. Another of the speakers at Devoted, this is where it gets really interesting. Oh, it's all real interesting and, and horrible. Um, another of the speakers is a woman named Christy Messick, who it says right there on the event page that she is married to another woman. And I put the married in quotes all the time because there is no marriage of one woman to another woman. Her bio also reveals, again, Crossroads is supposedly a Bible-based church, that Christy Messick has a connection to the human rights campaign. My jaw literally dropped when I read this. this. That human rights campaign, that same one, you know, the largest homosexual group in America has been responsible for so much virulence and hatred and discrimination and mischaracterization and harm in this country based on pushing homosexual behavior and transgenderism. They call constitutional rights, religious freedom rights, to not bake a cake for instance, for someone's homosexual ceremony, a license to discriminate. Remember that phrase. We're going to get to that in a second because it's coming back up with a very famous political figure. Okay, so we've got Crossroads Church holding a, an LGBTQ plus promoting conference for youth pastors to promote this to kids <laughs> um, the day before Halloween. To me, that's just hilarious. Uh, this is all so phony and costumed anyway. But uh, then you've got the person who's supposedly married to someone of the same sex connected to a gay activist group, folks. Hardcore, mean, bullying human rights campaign. So here's what this, an evangelical church is inviting into its presence. And I want to play for you a clip at the latest annual fundraiser, the gala that's held every year by the human rights campaign. Speaker here, Christy Messick, this, uh, this devoted conference is connected to the human rights campaign. Joe Biden, Vice President, former Vice President Joe Biden. Um, here's what he just said about you and me and our efforts to object to the tyranny of homosexual sin being pushed all over our country, marriage being redefined by people who do not need to be in this lifestyle. There is no evidence anyone is born that way. And most of these people in this audience, and you will hear the cheering in the background of the many, many people who are there. Most of them know that. They know that. And they want anyone objecting to be silenced. We have been extremely tolerant, way too uh, indulgent of their shenanigans in this country for a long time. But still, let me put this in context, because Joe Biden had a 40-some-minute speech, he and his wife, and um, 
They're all cheering. And he has just been talking about violence done to people who are homosexual or who are gender confused around the globe. And there are countries where people are, the civil authorities will uh, imprison or even execute people who are homosexual. Guess what, Joe Biden? That is not being done in this country. Nothing even close. Any violence done to someone who has those identities or that behavior is punished by the civil authorities, as all violent crime is. So all these claims are just spurious and nonsense. No, what he's talking about is trying to draw a connection between violence done in other countries to those of us, you and me, who are still trying to speak out and say, please don't bring radical homosexual sex education into my our kids' classroom, taxpayer-funded, and so on, okay? Just think about where he's drawing these lines. And this guy is thinking about running for president under, the, of course, the Democratic Party ticket, and we know what the Democrats are all about. This just exemplifies it. They're, they've lost it. They are so, so far left. So here's Joe Biden and what he said at the Human Rights Campaign Dinner. And using religion or culture as a license to discriminate, demonizing the community, individuals to score political points, is no more justifiable around the world than it is here at home, and our policy should reflect that. But despite losing in the courts and in the court of public opinion, these forces of intolerance remain determined to undermine and roll back the progress you all have made. This time, they, not you, have an ally in the White House. This time, they have an ally. They're a small percentage of the American people, virulent people, some of them the dregs of society. And instead of using the full might of the executive branch to secure justice, dignity, safety for all, the president uses the White House as a literal, literal bully pulpit, callously, callously exerting his power over those who have little or none. Okay, so Joe Biden thinks you and I are the dregs of society, those of us who object to homosexuality, and we're just like, you know, people that would execute people in other countries. Of course, that's what that's what all of us believe. No, of course we don't. Our biggest hope is that people will change their minds and come to a saving faith in Jesus Christ. There's nothing violent about that. That is my prayer every day, that every person, even those hardcore gay activists, will come to a saving faith in Jesus Christ. And he's also, Joe Biden, though, is also trying to connect our president and saying that um, we have this ally in the White House now on on such issues. You know, our, the reality is that a lot of us are very happy with the religious freedom stand that the Trump administration has made and many of the other, the economic policies, national security, what he's done on Israel uh, and his pro-life record is amazing. But the reality is that a lot more could be done to uh, stop upholding the homosexual agenda throughout the bureaucracies in Washington by the Trump administration. More could be done. But the reality is he has done some, some positive things. We could also stop promoting homosexuality through our State Department. I'm hoping that will that we'll stop promoting it through our embassies. 
and in our military. Okay, so there's some moves that have been made, but they're nothing close to what Joe Biden is is referring to. He's just playing to the crowd here, and he's wrong on every single point and front. He he is acting like the bully, the the one who wants to deny constitutional freedoms to those of us who know the problems with homosexuality, not just because we read scripture and believe the word of God, but because we could read the Centers for Disease Control statistics that are readily available for him to read if he would care to do so. We are going to talk about more of the latest uh, issue, of some of the latest news on the front of the continued promotion of gender confusion to our kids and the homosexual agenda and what you and I can do about it. But the first thing we need to do is to be informed. We will continue talking about this when we return here on Mission America Radio. Stay with us. This is Linda Harvey, and we will be right back following these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And we are talking about fascism today, and you just heard the clip in our first segment of Joe Biden. We have human rights campaign-affiliated so-called Christians, I have to say it that way, being invited to evangelical youth pastor conferences, the one coming up in Cincinnati on October 30th at Crossroads Church. Wow, we are into some very, very questionable territory when we start inviting homosexual activists into evangelical churches, and people ought to be outraged that youth pastors or are going to be lectured to by people affiliated with the human rights campaign. But t- speaking of fascism, I am sure many of you remember and have heard about this, that tyrannical, potentially tyrannical bill in California um, is no longer being considered. This very, very anti-Christian bill in California, AB 2943, uh, it's kind of mysterious how it was dropped all of a sudden by its sponsor, an open homosexual legislator named Evan Lowe, and he has pledged to bring it back next year, so watch for that. But this was a closely watched bill by people all over the country, and he had the votes to pass it. And so what to me it signals, what to many people it signals, is that he was worried, they were worried in California, the Democratic Party, perhaps some Republicans, about voting for this bill during the upcoming November elections. So that's some good news, that they might be worried that an anti-Christian fascist bill that would outlaw any kind of therapy or counseling or advice along biblical lines to suggest that people can overcome same-sex attractions or gender confusion, that that might be perceived negatively by the public in California, by voters in a certain district or several certain districts, that's really good news because you know what happened on that bill, AB 2943, they heard from people all over that state. It really activated the Christian community. And so it was withdrawn. It will be back. So watch. They usually do this when they're under fire and then when no one's watching um, or perhaps in December 
December. That's a frequent thing that happens in these lame duck sessions when Christians are celebrating the Christmas holiday with their families. They bring this back and sneak it through. So watch for that. But anyway, so speaking of fascism, Joe Biden as a potentially anti-Christian president who thinks we're the dregs of society, and you've got this potential bill out there, but there is some good news in that it did motivate people to get together and object to what was going on. It was going to brand as consumer fraud counseling, possibly books, possibly conferences. The churches were concerned that somehow they would be held on some kind of charges if they if they happened to teach from scripture that, you know, people don't have to go down the road of homosexuality or gender confusion, that it's always gravely sinful and you can overcome sin. And uh, churches were concerned that somehow they would finagle a lawsuit somewhere along the line based on this, and they still may if that bill is passed. If that if they are successful in California, that bill will be duplicated and will show up elsewhere. So watch over this very carefully. So speaking of fascism, though, this is not the civil authorities and the state legislatures, but we know in academia right now, we have all kinds of crackdowns on the truth. And here is another one. I'm sure you've heard about this Brown University study. A researcher at Brown University came out uh, with a study based on information she had collected through the narratives related by parents all over the internet, and she contacted them and followed up about what she called rapid onset gender dysphoria. In other words, the all of a sudden wish of some teenagers, and these were, I believe, mostly girls, to become the opposite sex or to transition or to appear and be called the opposite sex, not showing the signs of a struggle, not having carried this for years, unlike many of the other cases that that come out about this. No, these were all of a sudden. And what she found was that this was associated with heavy social media use, watching numerous videos about this so-called transitioning to the opposite sex or to the identity of the opposite sex, and also associated with having a circle of friends who are confused about gender or who identify as homosexual. And about 60% of these same teens also, and this is over 60%, also, this is very important, had at least one other diagnosed mental health issue. So these are kids who were already quite vulnerable. Well, uh, what happens is that it's becoming, this is another example, that it's becoming quite popular in some teen circles to be a gender bender. This researcher found numerous parents repeating this same story. So this researcher published her study and immediately, you know what happened, the homosexual and transgender activist groups raised a huge uproar pitched a fit, called it transphobia, and guess what? Brown University took it down from its website and started saying they had questions about it and on and on and on. It's the usual, uh, everything has to go through the lens of the homosexual and transgender agenda in order for it to be considered to be truthful. But meanwhile, children are at risk. 
from what's going on from the promotion of homosexuality and gender bending in our culture. Here's what the researcher found some of the following. Here, here's a couple of the amazing quotes that these parents said, and I will just read some of this to you about their kids' social circles. Quote, to be heterosexual, comfortable with the gender you were assigned at birth, and non-minority places you in the most evil of categories within this group of friends, unquote. That's what came out of this research. The other thing they found was that once these kids had declared these questionable new identities, they, they found it very difficult because of their circle of friends to go back. One parent said this, quote, My child couldn't face the stigma of going back to school and being branded as a fake or a phony or worse, a traitor or some kind of betrayer, unquote. All because certain circles of kids never hear the truth. They don't get another view on this. It is one long indoctrination session on social media, from Hollywood, from television, from celebrities, from the Democratic Party, and from probably most of our public schools. We are in such trouble because there is one acceptable viewpoint, and it's not the one that will bring the most health, happiness, and longevity to our kids. We must keep standing up for the truth, friends. We must. That's all the time we have today. I just hope you will remember this which we always say at the end of our programs, just remember that with God, all things, all things are still possible. Have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.